0: MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome everybody to another edition of the Fly Racing Racerex podcast, Ironman MX Review. I was uh, traveling yesterday and we were unable to get it done on Sunday or Monday. But hey, better late than never. JT and Weeds joining me to talk about the Ironman race, VET MXDN SMX stuff, and more. Uh, thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for making this happen. They're charging into 2024, their 50th anniversary. Uh, hard man, they got some really great stuff out there for gear, from the Evo to the uh, Kinetic to the Kinetic Mesh. All of it, Re- new designs, new features. They moved the BOA stuff, uh, BOA closure system over, and of course the Formula S helmet, maybe the pinnacle of helmet protection out there. I urge you to Google it, F- Fly Formula. S helmet, check it out, please. Thank you. Uh, RJ Hampshire, of course, Jaleek Swole wearing Fly Racing, uh, Chance hymas many other riders. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for making it happen. Also, uh, thank you to Renthal, Renthal sweeping all the championships this year for the third time in their history. Uh, absolutely a racing company through and through from top to bottom. Uh, thanks to the folks at Renthal for coming on board the podcast. If you've raced, at any kind of level, ridden or whatever, you've used Renthal products. I almost guarantee it. Chains, grips, bars, sprockets, all of it. Uh, renthal.com, really informative website. So please check that out if you can. Maxis Tires as well. Soft to intermediate, intermediate to hard tires. A gift from the science nerds to you people. Shop.maxxis.com. And uh, please check those new tires out. Developed by some guy named McGrath and a uh, really big part of that Max's team, Jeremy McGrath, they really uh, really value his input. And, uh, yeah, thanks to Max's Renthal. Cobalinks, motorsport.com. We'll tell you about later on. Uh, but lots to get into when it comes to Ironman and uh, and where I was this past weekend and more. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the caring, loving tweets about where the review pod is. Really, really, really warms the heart. Uh, all right. Here we go. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Now on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast to talk about Ironman MX, a race I was not at. Uh, and also uh, SMX uh, races that's coming up, and also uh, maybe a little bit of vet MXDN, the real event this past weekend, uh, on the Fly Racing RacerX podcast. First up from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, dot com. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT?
2: Not too much. Welcome back to America. Uh, welcome back to Pro Motocross. Um, yeah, you missed uh, you missed an incredible weekend.
1: Um. I would argue against the incredible part of that. although that was pretty great. Iron Man's a good race, good crowd, good track. Um, you know, the finale always is something special. But I figured a Lawrence brother would win a title and a Lawrence brother would win a race. So oh,
2: really? Oh, that, was, was that, your, what you were that was my hot so take. Okay, yeah. cool. Great, uh, great.
1: Also on the line, uh, the voice of the motocross series, Jason Wigan. What's up, Weech?
3: Yeah, it was an incredible weekend. You oh. really missed out, Steve. Okay.
1: See? Honestly, the most incredible thing to me and I was over in England and I was How would you know? Looking at the timing and scoring and fantasy and all of this. I watched the three quarters of the race this morning. The most incredible thing is Kawasaki's streak lives on. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> to me, that was the big news. That was a big news. It really was. It really was. We we talked about it all year long. And yes. Joe Schmoder goes one one. At Ironman. I mean, look, Deegs has been the fastest guy lately. Uh, Ta- Justin Cooper had everything to, to, to gain by winning this race, right? Uh, Hunter Lawrence, of course, has been the fastest guy and could easily win this race. You just go on and on about the motivation and the, the guys that are lined up to do well at this race. And then Joe Schmoda keeps Kawasaki's streak going. They've won a race every single year since 1982.
3: Phenomenal. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I really liked how the whole weekend had like all the characters doing the things like the Lord's brothers at the top Sexton trying so hard to stop it. Uh, Deegan with that we'll talk about. And yes, the Kawasaki streak. And all of a sudden all the Kawasaki's were up front mm-hmm. in the 250 class.
1: Well, they've been up the front lately though. It's been, it's been a building thing. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Everyone at the races seems to know that the bikes got faster a month or so ago, except Shimoda. He seems to be the only one. That is not aware of this.
1: Well, I remember last week's review, I talked to Peyton about it. He says that it was not a month ago.
3: Well, whenever it
2: was. Oh. It, it he said right before Southwick.
3: Yeah. That's what he said on TV this weekend. I asked Joe about this in the press conference <laughs> and he had no idea that any of this had happened.
1: <laughs> okay, Mitch told me since outdoors. So yeah, that this was after Buds Creek. So that's so we got three three answers. And you wonder why the media in this sport sometimes isn't always correct or, or, or we have conflicting information. Like I literally said, it seems to me like Mitch, you found something. He said, no, not just outdoors for, for, for outdoors. Meaning well,
3: Joe doesn't know this
1: yeah, and Joe doesn't know anything. Yeah. no, nope. Right.
3: He actually said, I'm not sure why the starts were so good this weekend for everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no, it looked like a, 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 a fun race and, uh, and the motocross series is over. Of course, three races for SMX. Are we doing preview shows we for that? Is that happening?
3: Yes. I believe we have to. So, uh, pick a date boys.
1: Okay. Well, not this week, right? We'll do it next week. Really? Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't know. I'm up for that too. Okay. Hmm, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. So, um, Chase got close in the second moto again, uh, but 2-2, Jet perfect on, this, on the year. Uh, first moto looked rather – well, Jet led every lap. But it, and again, the one moto I haven't watched from Ironman is the second 450 moto. But I was watching live timing. Jet got within 1.8, I think, at one point. Um, but then Jet got it done. So, we yeah, uh, perfect season for Jet Lawrence, rookie 450 motocross season, and Chase Sexton 2-2 yet again.
3: Yeah, it was awesome, and uh, no offense to, should I say his name, or should we just say the guy who seemed to get second a lot to both Stu and RC in their perfect seasons? Should I say his name, or should we leave it out? Well, I
1: mean, why not continue the shitting on the gentleman that we've been doing all outdoors? You you two have, yeah.
3: Well, Wyndham was there in 04, it is true. Uh, But uh, Tim Ferry was there for all three of those perfect seasons, and Timmy's a great guy, great rider, successful career, but I don't believe he was as close as Sexton was to Jet. And that's what made this extra exciting to me. There was this threat. Now, only so much of a threat you can call someone when the other guy had won 20 straight motos coming into a race. But he still had a puncher's chance. I mean, since Millville, he's gotten close at some point every weekend. And uh, first moto wasn't as good. Uh, he caught up a little bit and then Jet pulled away. Chase said he made a change for Moto Two. I'm sure that helped a little bit. What I think it was was just, you know, just he was going to go down swinging, and that was I think as good as I've seen Sexton ride all summer. And it is shocking. There were a few moments in that second moto where I'm just like, look at how freaking fast Sexton is going. He is hauling at. He is riding unbelievable, (laughs) and he's just matching Jet. And um, I mean, Jet in the press conference was very adamant about he was. Not on the, you know, they were on the limit of, you know, I think qualifying laps are maybe a little more on the limit, but he was pushing really hard. There's no question that Jet was pushing hard in that moto. This was not a cruise. This was not a, ah, I got him. Right. And he said he was, like, numb to how tired he was, and the adrenaline was through the roof, and the heart rate was spiked. It was awesome. Like, those other perfect seasons, to me, didn't have this type of drama. This last moto was Sexton throwing everything he had at it, and Jet doing everything he could to hold him off, so I thought that was uh, to mm-hmm. use JT's word, incredible. I if, thought it was cool.
1: If again, this question has been coming up a lot this year outdoors. JT, if Sexton starts in front of Jet in the second moto, does he get it done?
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I really have a strong opinion because we didn't see it a lot. And every time I don't think Chase we, have, we did didn't start see in front of it. him. Yeah. Yeah. Jet. Uh, found a way around it very early, so um, I don't. I don't have any reason to think that it would have changed anything from what the few times we saw it.
1: So uh, MX Reference uh, on uh, Instagram put up the perfect seasons. I don't know if you saw this Weege, this morning. Um, of course, we yeah. don't. We don't have any stats for two thousand and two because hashtag AMA. Hashtag never changed.
3: I, I got them. We uh, put it as a list on X. Well, we ago. have,
1: but yep. we don't have average win margin, largest win margin, and all of that. Smallest win margin. Oh, okay. Like Percent uh, numbers. Yeah. Per- laps, yep. you know, that's, that stuff. Like, the yeah.
3: laps I found. I got the AMA to actually give that to me. Oh, you so did? Shout out to Gene Crouch over there okay. for giving me the actual Thank laps. Thank you yep. for that.
1: So in the perfect seasons, of course, Carmichael pushed all the way by Ferry in 02. Uh, Carmichael pushed by Chad Reed in 04. Stewart pushed really hard by Ferry in 08 and then jet of course uh runner up was Dylan Ferrandes actually not Chase but uh and, and and again in 08 like I'll be fair to to Tim Ferry here like Michael was probably the second best guy that summer until Mike got ran over by 30 Oh,
3: listen you shitting on me.
1: 30 Mike got run over by 38 motorcycles. <laughs> and still one of the funniest clips is the 5 second pause before Renner does them in once again. Uh, but okay uh Jets' average wind margin uh, was the smallest, although we don't have, we don't have the data for 02. Uh, nine seconds. Uh, Nine-second uh, wind margin um, that year. And then also Jets' largest wind margin was the smallest uh, of the perfect seasons, which is this is all interesting stuff to me. And um, uh, laps led was uh, was the, also the smallest percent of laps led. Out of the perfect seasons, so kind of interesting. Like, so if you're judging perfect seasons, and of course this is two, this is one less race, two less motos. If you're judging perfect seasons by the stats we have, Jets was the least dominant perfect season.
3: <laughs> Dazzy on line one.
1: Yeah, I, whatever. Yeah, I, it, you,
3: you, that all that stuff is dumb and useless. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I'm, I, out, I, I'm out I, on all that. Stuff. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I just found it interesting. I like stats. I like numbers. So, um, yeah,
3: yeah, it's interesting to look at. I'm sure it, I, I'll be fine to look at it and say, hmm, "Interesting,"
1: and then, and then, then move on with your life.
3: Using, I'm not trying to claim that one was more dominant than the other. I, I don't even know where you would go. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's such a sliding scale.
1: Well, um, I mean, yeah, yep. it, it's. I don't know if it's a sliding scale, but yeah, it's it's all taken. I
2: mean, the competition's different. The situations are different. Like everything's different.
3: Like, I got it.
1: Well, of course everything's different I mean, you, yeah you, but
3: that there's so many other reasons why those numbers could be what they are i mean we marvel the whole time about even just the way jet goes about winning races he doesn't try to win by 30 seconds so of course his win margin isn't the same but i don't know if that's worse to
1: yeah the yeah race yeah race again in. yeah it's so, all just interesting yeah. guys calm down but ba- 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 yeah back it down i'm just throwing well, this out it just here. feels like
2: the tone is trying to detract from this and uh- i don't want
1: I, I don't, that's I don't a want to tone part of that. So uh, I don't think that's No, fair. no. The tone is not trying to detract from this. It's just uh, looking at other perfect seasons. Three gentlemen have now done it. And, uh, yeah, so it's well, because I throw
3: in one other stat. He's a freaking rookie.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
3: That's a, that's a key stat.
1: Right, right. And, and, and again, Chase Sexton, because he missed those races, um, you know, isn't at every race. And we know he's clearly the second best guy. You know, uh, to push.
3: No, Eli Tomac wasn't there. You know, so well, yeah. you could just keep sliding scale. Like I yeah. said, you could just keep coming up with things for or against.
1: Well, okay, guys, we'll just well, never well, look I mean, at we'll you, just never look can, at old numbers ever again in our lives. You say the same
2: thing in like in 08, You know, Reed wasn't there unless he got hurt. Wyndham, like Carmichael left the seat. Like it's just always yeah. going to be right. That's, some that's
1: sort of, right. You know, so that's why you just variable. look at you just look at these and you just you look at them and you. You you go oh that's interesting and you move on with your life you don't need to make any grand grand uh, pronouncements you know about a perfect season yeah I'm
2: just I'm just more on the this was amazing yeah and
1: well I don't, I don't I mean that's not if
2: you go back stat, I, I, if you want to go just for the spirit of this thing the one stat that Quentin Fowler uncovered that I thought was incredible and it's not even necessarily about the jet thing it's Ricky led 183 out of 185 second moto laps. 2004 that to me is the most remarkable stat i've ever heard um so yeah there's one thing to add to it Jet, jet didn't do that if you if you want to parallel those two things, that is an incredible. Okay,
1: stat. there we go. See now you are into this. Now you are looking at it and being I'm like, not, oh, that's I'm cool. Not. That's just
2: the only one that I saw that that I think oh, okay, was, okay. that really jumped right. off the page.
1: All right, I just if you go back through this podcast, the number of times we all three have said this is amazing, Jet's just amazing. This is this is so good. He's amazing. Well, you know, it's all that. Your, so. Every
2: stat you mentioned was that Jet didn't match up to these other guys. That was, that was where the, I didn't think the tone was being necessarily
1: <laughs> Well, fair. I mean, that, that's it the was. numbers. That's the numbers. Okay. So let's just, okay. you know, like this is only, we've had 50 years of American motocross and three guys have done this. And I don't, again, I've, I've said this many times, I don't want to hear about how there's one less race. Because if they just added a race next week, Jet Lawrence would probably go 1-1. So, um, you know, I don't want to hear about it being one less race. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and like we said, uh, he's 19 or 20.
2: He's 20. But yes. Yeah, agreed. he's 20.
1: Uh, uh, nineteen for most of the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's yep. a that's a stat also because as we've seen, more experience and athletic prime of people and experience and everything else adds into things. And theoretically, at at nineteen slash twenty, he's not all there yet physically and mentally, yep. uh, maturity. As long as you're
2: not trying to poo poo anything oh, that god. happened, I'm good. Oh
1: my god. Um. So yeah, interesting that uh, that it happened. Um. AP third. Man of the people. Uh this is a good pl- track for him. Five three on the day. Uh Ferrandis. So Ferrandis, that crash was nasty. Uh did did Dylan pretty much had uh he had a nice lead on third in the first moto, right? Like he got Anderson and then kind of established himself, it looked like.
3: Well he passed all those guys. Yeah, he came yeah. From way behind. Right.
1: So to me, like if AP stays in that or Dylan, sorry, Dylan stays in that position, he probably goes three three. It's a good day for Dylan, but Dude, that crash was nasty. He's fine though. Do, do we know?
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw him at the uh, was on his flight
1: Sunday right. morning. He's fine. Yeah, so, uh, Weeds, you said you talked to uh, his agent, and he'll have a ride next year. He'll be racing. He's not retiring, which he threatened to do on the Pulp Show.
3: Yeah, I did talk to Jimmy Button, his agent, before Buds, and he said, yeah, he will be racing next year. Um, I think he's got other – we've heard this situation before. I'm, I'm thinking it's – he has other deals, you know, like your deals and stuff like that, which, yeah. you know, even if you don't have a team, there's certainly incentive to come back and race for someone. I'm not sure how that's all going to shake out or who he's riding for. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't – it didn't sound like put you would put much stock in the – well, he could just retire. That was not the vibe I was getting yeah. from the agent at yeah.
1: least. yeah. Uh, AP third overall, though on the day uh, Dylan probably was the third best guy. But AP third overall, the fans loved it. He loved it. He uh, looked like he threw a like a uh, um, a sexual device uh, on the podium and threw it back out or something. Well, uh,
2: it almost hit me in the face. Okay, <laughs>
1: that was the beginning of this. Uh, and then
2: I looked over at AP. I, I didn't know what it was. I just saw something on right because it hit the backdrop. And yeah. I'm like, so I'm what you know we're live. So I'm like, okay, just keep going. Forget, it. you know. I didn't know what it was. And AP's eyes are the, you know, like coffee cup saucers. They're that big around because he did see it. And so I'm like, "Oh, something's going on." So we, we finish whatever, and then chance to look down. I'm like, "Oh <laughs> no!" That's great. And I see AP headed for this thing, and then he picks it up, and I mean, he threw it forty yards into the crowd. That's awesome. It was incredible.
1: Chucked a beer too.
3: Uh, yeah, he usually, yep. that's usually he's good for that.
2: Yep,
1: yep, yep. fantastic. Ap man of the people. You know he keeps saying he's going to teams
3: put these riders in these boxes, you know, and, and don't let them really let their hair down and be themselves.
1: Yeah, he, although Ap did have to delete a, a a boob photo on his Instagram earlier this year, signing some <laughs> boobs. So he, you know, the man does hold him down a little bit. The man.
3: Okay, uh, but, slight, just slightly. He was chugging a beer with the fans.
1: Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, he's a good trap I was
2: debating this earlier steve if that hits me in the face like i just have to just turn in my credential and that's it here's my microphone that that's that's going to be all you see for me like it's on Mm -hmm. tmz like my career is effectively over right like that is the Ah,
1: kelly 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 stavis has survived (laughs) kelly Kelly stavis survived a uh she
2: to be fair yeah she's on a sabbatical i believe really she didn't get hit in the face with said object
1: no no but
2: uh, she got hit in the face with a chant
1: um, Anderson four four on the day, good good weekend. Yeah, some of these guys I don't have anything on because they didn't show them on TV or whatever. So you guys can pick it up here. Yeah, but. He was okay. Yep. He was yep.
2: okay. He, I mean, he kind of just hung out in that spot all day. Like there wasn't yep. there wasn't anything remarkable about the day. To be honest, it was okay. Yep. Nothing
3: crazy.
1: Although he did beat AP in Moto one, so you know with AP getting third in the next Moto, like you know, like that's that's good that he held off AP. Um, yeah, it just it's just what
3: he did at the end. His first motos, he doesn't know why his first motos are so bad compared to his second motos mm, at <laughs> Plessinger.
1: Yeah. Uh, AC's been better, right? Like six, six fifth overall. Uh, I feel like the last three three races or so for Adam have been better.
2: I don't know so. what to think about it, because, like, Bud winning completely comes apart. So I don't, I don't know what to I, think. I
1: think he was coming apart more earlier in the year. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, up front and then completely falling apart. And at Buds, I don't know if he completely fell apart. He just sort of fell apart, you know? Like, I don't know. I feel like he's closer than the start of the season, the start of the outdoors. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Marchbanks, 7-8, two two solid motos. Like, uh, of course, he starts crappy in the second moto uh, or maybe fell down. I'm not sure. But, yeah, 27th to 8th in moto two. Uh, Marchbanks has passed a lot of dudes this summer. A lot of people. I don't know about passing points. I would think Marchbanks has got to be top three uh, for number of passes made in the outdoors.
3: Yeah, we really saw a pecking order eventually establish itself uh, in the four fifties. You know, Marchbanks was in this spot a lot, which I think you know, if you're him or the team, I'm sure they want to beat the factories, but pretty much being the best non-full factory team guy, I feel like you got to be realistic. That's not bad.
1: It's funny how these things work, um, as far as like. Master pool who didn't race right appendix appendix issue right after qualifying, which is crazy. What It sounds like, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like give these guys the factory bikes and this and that. But by the end of the year, you know, these factory guys are doing what factory guys do and they beat the privateers for the most part. I mean, Barsha Marchbacks beat Barsha, but I don't know what happened. First moto of Barsha fall or just absolute garbage. Yeah. Yeah, Like, you know, generally speaking, Barsha then gets fourth in the next moto. And, uh, Sorry, he got, Barsha got fifth in the, in the next mode, and, and Marchbanks got eighth. But generally speaking, you'd be like, well, Barsha, you know, fell and was four spots back. Basically, the factory riders are doing what factory riders do.
3: Yeah, it did shake out that way. Yeah. I mean, for sure, by Thunder Valley, you're like, man, Master going to podium one of these things. But that yeah. actually ended up being probably about as close as he was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, March, yeah, Barsha, 11 uh, 5 uh, on the day. Dylan Wright. 8 nine second Second moto, he fell uh, early on and came from like 25th to 9th. First moto, it seems like he – maybe that was the second moto. First moto, he did that. Um, but, yeah, Dylan ride had a good day. Really, really good day. 8-9 on the, on, the, on the weekend. You
3: we're even shocked that that actually worked out.
1: Uh, a little bit, but Canada's other rider, of course, had issues because nothing, nothing good can happen totally for Canada. So, Jess Pettis went down in moto 2 off the start and DNF'd after getting 10th in the moto.
3: Wasn't there a, a Pettis Wright battle? in One?
1: 1? Looked like there was, yeah.
3: Yeah, I think so. But, with with Koulas in there as well.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, good good job for Dylan Wright. I mean, that's if people were like, "Hey, where's Dylan Wright in America?" I would have always said he's five to ten. Um. You know, and it's kind of where he was through buds. He was in tenth when his chain came off, and then this weekend he goes eight nine. So yeah.
3: Did you have a perfect season?
1: Perfect overall season this year. Oh,
3: okay. Last year
1: was perfect season every moto win.
3: Oh, so he had a perfect season every moto last year. Yes. So he's won every overall for the last two years. Yes. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Pettis wasn't racing last year. Pettis came back this year from injury and beat him in the very first moto of the year. And then maybe beat him one other moto. I don't know. And that was it. And then he won every overall.
3: Ah, uh, Jet put a stop to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, bummer, bummer. We're, we were thinking, us Canadians were thinking that we, he would continue the the, the undefeated. Which streak,
3: streak would which streak would <laughs> continue?
1: Yeah, I do like that. Dylan did beat Philip though, because two years ago when Philip was up in Canada, they battled tooth and nail, but Dylan got Phil basically every moto. Phil was close at times, and then uh, here we are, two years later or three years later, and Dylan beats Phil again. So yeah, I uh, I like that part of it.
3: Yeah, I was going to ask you when I saw Phil did beat him in Moto2. I was going to ask for your take on that because I think Phil was giving him godlike status two years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think Dylan fell in Moto2, I believe. I think it was the second right. title. Uh But, yeah, beating Philip overall, you know that would make yeah. Phil very angry. Uh, Phil also qualified 24th. When I was <laughs> making my fantasy picks, I'm like WTF because he was a guy I was looking at. So, I don't know. Anybody? Yep. Yeah, no, nobody knows. Um, JT, did you pick Ride in Fantasy last week?
2: Uh, I had him on Saturday.
1: Okay, yeah, so you got the... I had, uh, Dylan and Jess
2: on Saturday.
1: Uh, Hari Kulis? Yeah, uh, 9-12. He did did the three races, uh, coming over, and um, yeah, good job. Hari Kulis. Did really well.
3: Yeah, now he might do these playoff races. He can't do the first one, because there's a British championship he has to do, but, uh, he might try to come to the other two. Um, because he's far – we don't know how far back to go in points. Let us see. i got to look up where he so is. So Cartwright,
1: Cartwright's in already. Like, he told me he's racing these, even though he's 32nd in the points. So does he have an official ruling that – I think
3: they knew – I mean, you could, you, it could be this simple. I think – yeah, I talked to Cartwright at Loretta's. Mm-hmm. They already knew, for example, that Justin Cooper and Eli Tomac are going to be there. So I'm sure they're like, 32nd? Yeah, I'm sure we'll take two and probably more than that, so you're going to be fine. Um, the question is now officially: How far back will they go? Which I think they're working on literally today. Hopefully by the end of this week, they might know. Here's how many extra riders we're taking into the LCQ to avoid having an LCQ that you know takes five riders to the motos with six riders on the gate.
1: Um, that oh, wait, are you telling? Are you telling me that the they're changing the LCQ rule? That, that they're changing the number of people that gets out of the LCQ? Where where
3: like they've been saying that for months.
1: No, but okay. So they are the tw- the top twenty. They are saying that there's nobody going to be outside the top twenty that will be seated in, right? Or no, he, correct.
0: You,
3: yes, You're If you t- are not top twenty in points. You have to race the LCQ. Yeah. Even if only ten of the top twenty okay, guys show so, up. Okay.
1: All right. I'm confused. Yeah. So they're not changing that, though. Okay. Got it. They never. Right. They never yeah. were going to change okay. that. Okay. All right. Yep. So, yeah, they they don't want an LCQ with five out of it, if they, out of ten or five out of seven or whatever.
3: It could very well end up that way, you know, like if I think I even had some rudimentary math, I think in the 250s, you could end up with six or seven top 20 guys that aren't there for various reasons, right? So now, instead of taking two or four out of the LCQ, you got to get seven more out of the LCQ to fill all those top 20 guys yeah. who aren't there, like Nate Thrasher and Jeremy Martin and Jet Lawrence actually was top 20. Lopes is yeah. actually in there for a bit, but Lopes out. So, what it is is like, man, if we got to take five or seven guys out of the LCQ, you really only want to have 10 guys on the starting gate to race for seven spots. Um, yeah. So, now the question is just how far back are they going to go? They're going to go past 30. What? If you're caught right in your 32, you yeah. know they're going to take at least two
1: more. What's, what's, I mean, look, it's the nature of our sport. I'm not yeah. shitting on SMX here, but, yeah. but it is. Kind of shitty that a guy races three nationals and gets in. Good job for Harry Coolis. I'm not, but due to the nature of injuries and everything else that we've been, tolling, we've been telling and talking about how it's got to get in, you got to get in, you got to race, you got to show up, you got to race, and then Harry Coolis races six motos, and there's a potentially lines up with the SMX.
3: I'm like, not sure that's bad, though, because to me, one of the awesome things would be in the future, like Tim Geyser, you had nothing going on this year. You're just coming back from injury- and working your way back in mxgp you're not going to win the title and defend it i think it would be awesome if a guy at that level i mean these gp dudes are having such a tough time going through an entire season like the title is often decided on which one of the top guys makes all the races what if one of them said hey man I'll just pick three AMA dates, and uh, I'll get to get in these playoffs next oh,
1: year. Oh, yeah, and it's good for all of us watching, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But but the, the concept of, like, playoffs and getting in and it's going to be tough and you got to race all year long is like, eh, you know, so.
3: Yeah, all. but I think what we ended up seeing is it brought dudes to races that weren't – it ended up having guys race more as opposed to less, I think. Yeah. I mean – McElrath, Hill, and Nichols all showed up for this final round. There's no chance in hell they're no, racing this race. No, absolutely not. Uh, Nichols yeah. got
1: no points, but um, what happened to him, Colt Nichols, at Ironman?
3: I heard he tweaked his wrist. He fell early, tweaked his wrist. Oh, um, but what I what I okay. don't no, nothing serious. But what I wonder is if by the you know these guys are probably making plans to race you know Monday or Tuesday, maybe the week before. I wonder as the race gets closer and they see how it's all shaking out, if they're like. Suddenly realizing, yeah, I don't need to kill myself for this. I'm gonna be good. Yeah. You know, but Boutron Boutron went out, didn't finish Moto one. So uh. that kind of ended his chance of getting in anyway.
1: He uh three points short, and then he'll got yeah. two points on the day, yeah. But um, yeah, it's yes. it's you know, Ouija again, like you've been talking about the cutoffs and the points and it's social media and all this stuff. And in the end, because of our sport, we're picking Josh Cartwright and Harry Coolis and and Jerry Robin and these dudes, which is fine. I, I don't have an issue with it, but turns out that it's <laughs> it just what's a do or die as much as we promoted it. That's all
3: no, no, you're right, yeah. and uh, i I made sure to get clarification to that. I think last week, like uh, going into buds, you know do do I really want to sell the Robertson and Billling F- for thirtieth, one's in, one's out, or is it going to turn out that they might both be in anyway? yeah, and they kind of said it probably will, and it really comes down to this, I guess it, you could pick either direction. Do you want to make that top 30 only, no one else, do not even come here to make that drama at the end of the year? But then you end up with hardly any guys battling in the LCQ. And also, what if someone gets hurt in qualifying at these races or practice? That yep. happens too. Yep. Yep. Um, what are you willing to sacrifice? Do you want to have it a do or die battle to be top 30 and don't show up? And then have an L C Q where potentially six guys are all racing for six bucks. You know to they, get into the bonus.
1: You know what they could do is is just be like a promoter's choice, like in Europe, P and Supercrosses or wild cards. And oh, that go over well. Well, I mean, you know, I mean then it just makes sure that you've got to get in that top thirty so you eliminate all all doubt, you know, or all issues. And and, and maybe there's some sort of committee that says, Hey, yeah. this dude um this dude didn't make it, but man, he got an eighth at one race. He should be, in, uh, you know,
3: I think once you start having rule, but this is what I hear okay. in amateur racing where they're like, this kid shouldn't be in the B class. I'm like, well, how do you make a rule that says I watched him and he's fast? He's too fast for this class. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, you got to have things in black and white. Hey, maybe the solution, I'm just thinking of this right now, maybe they realize now it needs to be top 35 that will ensure even with injuries mm-hmm. that there's a full enough gate in the LCQ. If we just say, yeah, 15 guys, 21 through 35, you all come. That'll be enough. Well-
1: yeah, the whole idea of ten didn't ne- never made a lot of sense to it me. Was like, never wh- wh- yeah, why not twenty? Why? What? You know, why not? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I yeah. I, yep.
3: I, I, I do. Anymore. Did do, we have a Toronto race one time where we literally had everybody in the LCQ gets in?
1: Yeah, uh, there was no LCQ. Mo just Mo was the slowest qualifier, and he started back row. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah so you want to avoid that? Yeah. That's what you're trying to avoid.
1: Right. But, like, an LCQ of 10 guys versus an LCQ of 20 guys? Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Put 20 on there. Who cares? There's 20 gates. Yeah. I'm fine. Yep. So, yep. Um, all right. Grant Harlan, 14 uh, 14, Hawaii zone.
3: Kind of way his season has been, man.
1: Yep. Rock solid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Freddie he, Norn. He is
3: 12th in the combined 450 standings for the year. Incred-
1: Freddie Norn, 38th in Moto 1 after one lap, and then 22nd. So, Freddie had problems. 10th in the second Moto. Oh, what a freddy day just a freddy day
3: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um starting 50th jess pettis yep 10th and moto one yeah i mean dylan's been a little better than him all year up in canada so i would expect dylan to be a little better than him when they lined up at iron man you know okay so uh but yeah absolutely weeds you threw out that stat and davy had told me that stat because i helped I, I was trying to help some canadians get into these races uh and dylan davy and i were talking and that stat you threw out uh, on the broadcast, and I don't remember what it was now, but the the amount of international racers is, is really cool. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what it was? Yeah, they said yeah. Uh,
3: 61 different non-American riders yeah. raced or, or you know signed up. Maybe they didn't all qualify. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Came to the races. Yeah, that's awesome. That's
1: nuts. Yeah, it's absolutely. JT, I don't remember a year in my life of this many sort of foreigners racing the nationals. Like, there's always been some, but this many? You know?
2: No, I... I... I think it's just the opportunity. They yeah. they saw the first few races, saw the opportunity to get points, and mm-hmm. this was their window. Yeah. Right? I, I 100% think it was that.
1: So Boutron gets 15th and then said he was never doing the SMX races because he literally told me he was doing them at Bud's Creek. At the end of the day. I,
3: I know. I asked him point blank on Friday. He said, nope, even if he's top 20 and guaranteed, he will not be racing. I, I
1: just, again, like, so I, I understand the media is not perfect. But if you guys want to understand why sometimes we get things wrong in the media or sometimes things are sideways, this is why. He was telling me at Bud's Creek, I want to get in. I got to get in. Uh, there's no whoops. I think I'll be okay. I got to start practicing. All of this stuff. You can go back to last week's review show. One week. One week.
3: Oh, I thought you meant like Southwick or something.
1: No, at Bud's Creek. I said, dude, you yes. need you need like ten points, like you know. I didn't know Hill was showing up, right? Yeah. Whatever it was, I'm like, you need like ten or whatever it was, you know. So like, you know,
3: yeah. In seven days, it changed that much. Right. I kept priming JT. I kept saying, JT, is there a chance that this is gamesmanship, and he wants Hill, Nichols, and all these guys to not try because they don't think it will matter, but you. You you do not buy that JT. I tried I set you up for that about five times and you said no every time.
2: No, I don't think that Jose Boutron had some master plan of <laughs> this. No, like working the back channels like it's the
3: Cold War.
1: The Spanish to, uh,
3: put a message out
2: there. I can't
1: trust the Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> um
3: Somebody clip that clip that audio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, you can't trust the Spanish?
3: Yeah, take oh, that out of context. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. put it on social.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um I don't need any problems with any more problems with uh other countries, sir. A- anyone? Yeah. Uh Jeremy Hand, uh sixteen eighteen or sixteen sixteen, sorry, for Jeremy Hand. Shane McArath, tough day for Shane. Twenty-five thirteen, he qualified twenty-ninth, because again, fantasy, I'm looking at it. Tw- qualified twenty-ninth. I'm like, oh boy. So Yep. Rubini Rubini didn't race the second moto. Uh don't know what happened. Bryce Shelley, Roman the Pope, Max Miller. Anybody want to step in here? Feel free. Uh Rod Bell, twenty-one, twenty-two for Rod Bell. That's a tough beat.
3: Oh, yeah. it's twenty-twenty-eight.
1: What? Oh yeah, I sorry. Think- Ryder Floyd, yeah. twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. tough. tough beat. Yeah, I was sorry. pumped.
3: He got one. Po- Rod Bell to, by the end of the season, back to the points.
1: JT, can I have an update on Derek Drake's day? Thirteenth qualifier, twenty-eight, uh, twenty-six. Don't,
2: I don't, yeah, I don't know what, uh, <laughs> what's going on there. Um, it's more of the same. He was up front well inside the points uh when i saw him and yep. then all of a sudden he wasn't so okay. i don't
3: know
1: but we have He's no idea same, if uh triple clamps fell security. off or yeah or anything like that we don't know
3: i actually dared go over there uh after qualifying to talk to drake about this mm-hmm. and he was well aware things that never happen ever <laughs> in practice during the week always seem to happen um he was i was saying you know Black Cat or, you know, Lucky Rabbit's Foot, Four Leaf Clover. Like, what do we need? Mm -hmm. Well aware that the bad luck has been following him. And uh, I don't know. He ended up out of the points. That's all I got.
1: Okay. Yeah. Bummer deal. All right. That's 450s from Iron Man. Anything else?
3: I want to talk about Sexton here real quick. Okay. Um, uh, JT, you always get kind of the the real emotion from these guys. He was more bummed, I feel, than he he's always bummed when he throws away a win or, or isn't able to win but it it seemed even his podium time that he was even more bummed and then saw the real body language, like, this hit him hard. This hurt bad.
2: Yeah, I think it was just the uh, the finality of it, right? Like, I think he believed deep down, I'm, I'm going to get one of these, you know, I th- I'm either going to beat him or he's going to make a mistake or just everything can't continue to go perfectly right for him all the time. And he's been so close. You just think that it's a math, like a numbers game, right? And it's going to go your way eventually, and yeah, that was it. I think it just that it was finally sinking in that you know Jet had gone perfect and he wasn't able to beat him. So yeah, I I understand it because I think he was he was optimistic. He was holding out against hope that he was gonna get it done somehow, some way. And then when it finally you know was real, then yeah, he was bummed.
1: I I talked to Chase a couple times, like just privately, you know, not for interviews. And dude, he wanted to win so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. he was he did not want. i mean you know the title is over obviously but he did not want jet to go perfect that's for sure yeah
3: no that was a great backdrop yes yeah. and then he kind of for the very first time in the podium interview you know started hinting at you know we got some exciting things in the future
1: oh he I did mean, we all know. Okay. yeah
3: yes and he we all know he's going to ktm so it, you have not heard sexton utter anything about that at all um and then in the press conference so brock lover who run Conferences just started asking him point blank. He's like, "So, yeah, we kind of know you're going to KTM next year, and Aaron, right next to you, is going to be your teammate." And I think, what? Knew at that point, he was <laughs> not in a position that he needed to be.
1: Come on, Glover, you can't do that, Glover.
3: Yeah, I mean, we just I mean, know I like Brock. You just are. can't, can't not do
1: that. To say yeah, this. you just can't do that. You don't want to put these guys in awkward positions. We can, yeah. us three, can talk about it publicly on our show, no problem. But you don't want to, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: He has no. There's nothing he could say there. No. Yeah, they're literally not allowed, right? Like, they will be fine. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right? Yes. Uh, So, yeah, Sexton had to back out of it. But I think he realized at that point, like, yeah, I probably went too far, you know, even cracking that door open, even saying exciting things in the future. But the reason I bring all of this up is just to give you an idea of the emotion where he's done an excellent job this year. I mean, how many Supercross races was he going to win? Crashed. You see, he's unbelievably mad. He Comes up to the podium. Still says the right things, even though, you know, he's burning on the inside. This one finally took him to the point where he let loose a little too much. He didn't say KTM or anything like that. He's not in trouble. But it was the first time I've heard him go there, mm. which just gives you an idea of the headspace he's in. And I just like it because, I mean, we've seen – I mean, look, Jeremy McGrath once came in and did this, essentially, also, right? And happened. It just left a graveyard of dudes who gave up, retired, left, stopped trying. It just literally wiped out an entire group of riders and – I'd rather see Sexton like, I'm going to come back next year. I'm going to get this dude. than uh, be super depressed about it.
1: So uh, speaking of Sexton, I have tweeted this out last week. I believe if he goes to MXDN, it'll be on a KTM, uh, which will give him, you know, only like a week or so of riding uh, until he can go. Um, team USA, though, do we, we you? I don't know if this was public or private, but you said the team was not. Not gonna be introduced this weekend. It wasn't, so I guess it doesn't really yeah. matter that I said that. But USA was not gonna be introduced this weekend. So what is what's the latest? What what is happening with Team USA? Like they gotta get their team in soon.
3: Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, I heard obviously they weren't picking, and then I think the team that I heard it was going to end up being Friday morning had already changed by like Friday afternoon. So I thought that was where we're at. Then it turns out I think none of those things I heard at any point on Friday have held. And are, not, and are no longer true, or whatever. I mean, I almost feel like they're further away from knowing now than they were a week ago. It's
1: Jt, crazy. JT, do you have anything to add, or anything you know?
2: Um, I mean, I just know it's been a lot of change. Uh, every time it seems like the team is set, it changed again. Um, I thought I had a really good grip on what it was going to be coming out of this weekend, and I'm hearing it's changing again, which is why they're asking for more time and delaying the decision, because there are a lot of moving parts. And you can think about... You know, lots of riders are changing teams. Uh there are lots of contracts associated with those teams, not just the OEM, like the energy drink stuff and, and there's just a million wrinkles that I think, you know, Mike Pelletier here and Roger and everybody involved, whether it's uh Christina Denny or Paul Peravinas, all of these people are at their wits end trying to navigate this mess. Um so yeah, they're they're if they didn't care, they could probably just yep, okay, here we're going with you do they do care and they want to pick the best possible team but to do that they're having to weave this political and business entity nightmare uh so
1: does it just it end be up being you know uh voland A R J A P? no no
2: i don't i think so i think some of those will end up there but um i don't know i think they're holding out hope to get the best possible riders instead of just settling for what's the easiest
1: Um, We're running out of time quickly. Weege, I heard behind the scenes a push to get Webb on there, which I never quite understood. Do you you still think that could happen?
3: Oh, yeah, there's definitely been a push uh, to get Webb on the team. But, yeah, uh, to me it depends on what angle you're coming from. So some people are going to say if Webb doesn't end up on the team, that it was politics, you know, I think there's definitely, like, this fear of, well, it didn't end well between Roger DeCosta and Webb, so Roger doesn't want him on the team. But then I've heard other people say, uh, like in a perfect world, Webb is just a slam dunk, one of our top three guys. Like, do we know that for sure? Especially when he's going to be on a new bike. That's where I'm and at. He hasn't raced him, right? I, yeah. That was the thing. It's like, do you assume if Webb isn't on the team that the fix was in to keep him off the team, or do you think, well, wait, maybe he wasn't our best choice anyway? I mean, he hasn't yeah. won't even have raced a motocross race on the Yamaha, and it led to me having this discussion. Over the weekend of like, well, first of all, do we know that Webb is just way better than Aaron Plessinger, for example? Like, just way, way better? I mean, no, to I... me, the six motos they race, they were kind of, one would beat one in one moto, one would beat one in the other. It's not a slam dunk.
1: Like yeah, I, I think. think AP's on the team no matter what, in my in my opinion. He's got a contract. He's on KTM. AP's on this team. Yes, yes,
3: but for example, I would hear people formulating, oh, the ideal would be, you know, Deegan, Sexton, and Webb. And I'm like, we just know that Web is way better than Plessinger. Oh, like, yeah. this is an open and shut case. Right. Yeah, and well, maybe he is, but I don't think it's a. This should you know, be twenty percent better.
1: I think there's powers that be that are trying to just tell you know I I don't think Roger has the pull he used to. So when it comes to keeping Webb off the team or or picking an Austrian brand rider over someone else, I don't believe the people will kowtow to Roger anymore. He's still got to say yeah, he's still got a voice, I but I think the people yes. are like, yeah, Rog, you know, which I agree with. Uh, Roger's a legend, but it's it's you know it's time. So if
3: Webb ends up not racing, I don't believe it's because DeCoster stopped yeah. it and every other piece was okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um So what what Weige, if you had to put money on, what's the likely team right now?
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh as of now, and again it could change, so don't quote me on this. Of course, I would think yeah. Hampshire, or Plessinger, and they gotta find some other guy. And maybe, <laughs> you
1: know, I just asked you to name the team and you're like, that's ah, some other guy. <laughs> well, I
3: think it would lead to maybe Hampshire has to be a four fifty guy. Yeah. Uh so then you really gotta take a pick in the two fifty class. You know, Pro Circuit has not been involved in this for a long time. Um I don't know who you pick out of that. I mean, are you do you bank on, hey, give Orkner another month and a half, where might he be? Is is that where we're
1: at? No, you take Hamaker, I think. Yeah, if you do Okay, and then
3: I've heard, like, say say Volan's name, but Volan isn't even going to be on KTM, yeah,
1: right?
3: Yeah. Do they extend his deal for two weeks or something? So he's, I mean, I wouldn't see them doing that, but.
1: What's what's the team, JT? What do you think?
2: Oh, man. Um, I would love for Sexton to be on it, and I, I my heart of hearts thinks that the holdup, right now is trying to find a way to get Sexton on this team. That That is what I think everything is delayed upon. And I think they're giving it every second down to the wire to to weave a way to get him onto the team. Um, if he can't go for whatever reason, whether he doesn't want to or teams or whatever, um, then I think it turns into to a lot of uh, Austrian brands. You know, I think
1: mm-hmm.
2: Friday probably goes because I don't think Deegan's going. Um, I think AP is likely in in most scenarios, and then I think I think Barsha is still a very very likely candidate too. So I guess I guess I've narrowed it down to those three. But oh. I, I'm really really hoping that Sexton finds a way onto this team.
1: Last week on the show, you said Barsha it won't be going. You heard.
2: I was told that not by him directly. Yeah. I was told by yeah. someone close to his camp that he was out. That could still be the case. Okay. So, um, I'm just going off of what you know. I, th- that person is a lot closer to the situation. Than yeah, I yeah. No, I'm. I'm, I'm not um, disputing
1: your. Your. That's why I'm. No, so, no, no. I, curious I, yeah, why. that definitely
2: happened. That definitely happened. I just every time I think I'm like, nope, this is it. This is what it looks like. It something fundamentally changes. So um, I'll probably. I should just bow out
3: of the prediction game. I guess. Uh, Here's the one thing I'm going to say. I'm sure everyone's hope was after winning last year and was finally good that we were going to be out of this perpetual trap of who's available, who wants to go, what teams are into it, and we are right back where it always is.
1: Well, what I can't... Well, look, Sexton's contract is what's a big issue, and so if he was on, if Sexton was riding Honda in 2024, he would be going, right? He wants to go. Yeah, He's, maybe, that's, yeah, maybe so, that does make all so the So Sexton difference. goes, AP goes. What I can't figure out is Bobby Reagan from Star, who has supported this race heavily. Uh, I don't get the Deegan part. You know, I don't get him not going and Bobby Reagan not being all about it cuz he's sent so many guys over the years and you know so, seems to be a big fan of this race. So that's the part that like it, it to me Deegan, Sexton AP. There. Yeah. Uh
2: from what I've been told they don't want to go through the effort and the cost unless it's a team that a, a team that they feel like can win. Um and that's from piecing together a lot of different angles and talking to different people. They want to go but if it's going to be an effort like matterly situation or something like that where we just really don't have a chance before we even get there, that's what I'm hearing they don't want to do.
1: Hmm. All right. Um, anything else on that? Nope.
2: No, nope. nope. and that okay. would take out that would take out web all, that would take out web also. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's uh Deegan Deegan doing whatever he's doing and then that would take Webb out as well if they decided
3: to not participate it is a bummer the web thing again i'm saying i'm not sure that he's slam dunk pick but i'm sure part of the web motivation is this is the track where they could have won should have won uh anderson got landed yeah. on the web crash
2: no, hey, no this, this no, isn't the place
1: majora.
3: yeah they just this race. oh that was majora that's right this yeah. was the, the uh marv jmart this was battle. french they were good this was they were good yeah. but third, France, place, France third place third place
1: had also. like third place had like 80 more points than first and second. Yeah. Like it was, it yeah. was, it was, we, just just, got to beat. Right.
2: we deserve to get second. We deserve to get second.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see what happens on that. Uh, thank you for fly racing, uh, at fly racing USA on social media. Check out the fly racing, a formula S helmet, uh, next level. It's a helmet with a brain. It's a smart helmet and, uh, can really, really help you maybe save your life. I'm not overstating that, everybody. Fly Racing USA to learn more about that. Uh, thank you to Renthal and Maxis Weech. Uh, speaking of Renthal, I, I mentioned this off the top. Uh, but so this is the third season that Renthal has swept every title. Can you name the other two?
3: Well, this one was easy because they just did it by working with one team. Right?
1: <laughs> yes. Can you name the other years where the, the 125 Supercross champions and Outdoors and Premier Supercross well, class. Um
3: I know in 2011, Kawasaki won all but one because Barsha and a guy Geico Honda did. So was Barsha running Renthal in 11?
1: Nope.
3: That's not one of the years. No. Oh. Um. You got to go back. Uh, 07. No. I don't think GL. They weren't running Renthal no. at Yamaha.
1: No. You got to go way back. Yeah, I don't know then. Okay. 93. McGrath. Oh. Pishon, Gaddis, Larocco, Kudrowski, Henry, all Renthal.
3: I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened 10 times or 6 times when you think of the teams that Renthal works with.
1: The other year was 91. Bale, 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 Kudrowski, <laughs> Swink, McGrath.
3: When you work with Team Honda and Pro Circuit and uh, Team Kawasaki, yeah, it seems like you would do this a lot.
1: Uh, thank you to Renthal, Maxis, and also Kobolinks, K-O-U-B-A, links.com. Use the code PULPAMEX for free shipping and a discount. It's a lowering suspension link for everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Thank you to Kobolinks. You can also get them at motorsport.com. Go through the banner on PulpamX to help us out. Uh, e-bike stuff, secret street bike stuff like JT has, UTV stuff, and, of course, dirt bikes, OEM and aftermarket parts. Go through the banner to help us out. out motorsport.com, dedicated team of gearheads there helping you out. Great prices. The number one motorcycle online store in the world, motorsports.com. Thank you to those guys and Wege on X Maps.
3: Yep, got uh six hundred and fifty thousand miles of trails mapped out for you, public and private lands. This is for dirt bikes. You can specify single track if that's your thing, or maybe you're an adventure bike guy, whatever type of forest, road or trail you're looking for. And then obviously it's cool if you're a um mountain bike guy uh as well and a hiker or anything like that. So um it's used and it endorsed by a couple people who uh, don't even get paid to endorse it. By the way, yeah. Like Cade Clayson hit me up and he used that. You ran into McGrath, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah,
3: yeah yep. You never know. And uh, I think uh, I think our guy JD Beach also uses it as well.
1: Oh, big flat track guy. Yeah. Yep. Jared Mees on the Pulp Show tonight. Who knew? And we just had JD Beach. Oh, really? It. Yeah. I'm, I'm switching to AFT.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. Coming your thing.
1: Yep. Uh, I like tortillas and I like Ralph. So I'm there.
3: JD Beach went to Gold Creek Lodge, which you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. He told me this. I went trail riding and I used Onyx Maps, and it really helped. So there you go. And he thanks our review shows for telling him to do this.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, he's he's a legend. Uh, Blue Crew. Yeah, I like JD. Yep. Yeah, Blue Crew. Uh, speaking of Blue Crew, um, the Kawasaki SR. Speaking of Blue Crew, what's well, a dirt bike?
3: Oh, yeah, so there's a lot in common. It's two wheels. Yep. And a four-stroke engine. Yeah, so Kawasaki has the special racer edition of the regular KX450. Our guy Kiefer, who's the only one that would know compared to the rest of us on this call, uh, he says so everybody has a different edition. Yamaha has a Monster Energy edition that's just graphics. Uh, Honda has an, a Works edition that has some upgrades. There's, of course, KTM kind of started this with the Factory Edition, the Rockstar Edition, et cetera, et cetera. But Kiefer says that this is the most changed, the most upgradable. From what the standard bike would have, and the big thing is actually the power delivery is a lot different, a lot better. He says, and the suspension is improved as well. We can go around and around, and if it's a kit or not a kit, take um, it,
1: take it. I talked to the show a guy at Washugo.
3: Oh, now we're back. We're back to a kit. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I believe it's this. It's the same exact components. If you bought a valve, they're sprung differently, but what it has on there is the same concept, just different settings, I suppose. It has the cool coating and everything like that, and a lot of other bolt-on stuff, and. We say it all the time. It's one of the cool things about this sport that, you know, you can buy a bike and compete at a very high level. We literally just saw guys like Nichols and McElrath do it. So that's the unique thing. That you can get something this good, and it's not twenty grand here. It's a little more than the standard bike. But if you weigh up the upgrades, it's probably not more at all. So Kawasaki.com, everybody.
1: All right, perfect. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. 250 class, Joe Shimoda. It's the most amazing thing. Yeah, I just remembered something. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, uh, McGrath just dominated on an SR at uh, Mammoth. He went 1-1 like Shimoda. So there you go.
1: Ah, perfect. Fantastic. He also wrote an old two-stroke.
3: plus years old, winning in the 40-plus class, Mike Brown style.
1: Um, Also, um, you know, I saw a lot of older racers and older two-strokes this past weekend in the UK. So we can talk about I that imagine. later. Um, yeah. Joe Shimoda, 250 class. It's the most amazing thing of Ironman. Kawasaki streak really? continues. Yeah. So he's he's never gone one one before. This was the first for him. He passed Vial in the first moto. He passed uh, Kitch in moto two. No, Ryder D. Um, Kitch was on him a little bit. Uh, and then yeah, passed him and he passed him back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Joe Shimoda, everybody. What a way. What a, what a win. Good job, Joe.
3: The most th-
2: amazing thing from Iron Man. He says.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Kawasaki who's your, streak.
3: Uh, closet Shimoda hater. You're not going to
1: name names. I'm, I'm not going to name names. No, I'm not going to do that. But what
3: was the theory? What was the theory?
1: When the pressure's on, when he's supposed to win the title, last year Supercross, this year Outdoors, maybe last year Outdoor, right? He doesn't do well. And then when pressure's off, he rises to the occasion. Everybody goes, oh, what about Shimoda? Yeah.
3: So I was worried when I saw this performance that your Shimoda hater was going to be like, see, I told
1: you. No, no uh, no new updates from the Shimoda hater uh, this weekend. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. He yeah. didn't come at you and say, like, see the no, no, season no. was pretty much over. No.
1: But listen, as I said, I don't know if I subscribe to that. I said this on his pod. But the gentleman maybe has a point. So it
3: was his best ride of the
1: year. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. Like it's it's he it keeps the streak going, which does matter. I'm sure Joe really dug deep for Kawasaki's sake, uh out yes. there. But yes. uh um, you know, Japanese company, Japanese rider and all that. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I wonder if the I wonder if the Japanese gave him orders. You know, they're pretty gnarly, like like Joson, streak. You have to win. Streak must go on, or
3: do not dishonor.
1: Do or you will be dishonored and beheaded. You know. Whoa. Like I wonder. Whoa. So, anyways, uh, yeah, good job for Josh Modi. He was great. That's awesome. So, uh, Hunter Lawrence, two hundred and fifty motocross champion. Uh, he did well. I, sh- I was going to say he did what he normally does all summer, except this first moto start was even worse. Uh, he didn't even get involved in that pile up, right? He cleared that um but
3: yeah no, he held up by it
1: yeah a little bit of held he up he was like
3: behind it and it's it made it start worse
1: right uh so he was really way far back but by the end the dude just does what he did all summer and just you know fitness and speed and just slowly grinds away at these guys and ends up with a fifth so a uh, good job to hunter lawrence 250 national champion second moto he just brought it home easily uh but uh yeah he uh, got the championship jt in uh, in fine fashion
2: yeah, he did. And I think uh, once he got the news that Justin Cooper was behind him, uh, which his mechanic was trying to relate to him after after a few laps and he started settling in, he let him know. And, uh, yeah, I think he just made smart decisions but got a terrible start. And I think he was, you know, mm-hmm. he, he had no reason to really try. Uh, they considered not even riding just because he was just like so, you know, like relieved and just had no, no fight really for the second moto at all. And they're like, no, let's just go ride. Like, just, yeah. just go ride around. Have fun, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it was not indicative of the, the Hunter warrants we saw really all season long, but it's not hard to imagine why.
1: No. Good job. Congrats to Honda and Hunter. i getting that done. Um, yep. Hayden Deegan, how about that jump? I don't think it was any faster, but the, at in the UK, this was the news of the pits in the UK?
2: I think it
1: Um, Yeah, it didn't look like it when I saw the one I saw with Vial maybe beside him. But anyways, did he do it in the race? Yes, he did. Okay, uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. It's insane. Yeah,
3: I and never. You see another jump, and the back was uncovered. That was even crazier than that. Which one? I don't think it was crazier than. It was. It also big. Yeah, so he went under that bridge, yeah. and then just launched and did. I don't know. Was it a five? It was. Yeah, but
2: like the landing is nothing, right? Like yeah, there's,
3: it's there's really no risk, but yeah to say we're used to the natural trajectory of a bike
1: yeah
3: you you, when you see a bike going a jump this steep it's generally going to land here and it goes another 20 percent
1: uh the finish line thing i never thought of someone ever stringing that together i've been iron man a lot never did i think hey man i think you could land over there (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah that was awesome that was cool
0: i don't
3: even know i only saw the jump on to see him land isn't that like is that a roller? Or is that like a takeoff for another? Like, does it's that... What do you do after it's that? Enormous. Yeah, so what do you do after that?
2: You roll the landing, which is really small. Yeah. Like, you would just okay. single the landing. I see. Yeah, that's like a kind of a double-ish, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. basically, like, and, kind of downward sloping tabletop, then double, and, jumping to the, on the downside of the takeoff.
1: And it's going yeah. away from you? The, it's going downhill? Like, the you're you're landing further down from where you took off? You know? Like, it's...
3: Yeah, it was huge.
1: Big. <laughs> so yeah. that was cool 2-3 for Deegs on the day he uh, said he was
3: sick um,
1: yeah he was sick know. that that jump was sick uh, <laughs> all of it was sick yeah uh, Tom Vial 3-4 on the day uh, led some laps um, yeah good job for Tom Vial
3: I asked him the big question was he happy with his bike this year how mm-hmm. does he compare it to the MXGP bike mm-hmm. he said the frame is actually the same Europe to here There are some things in the engine they're not allowed to do, to the production rule. And then I said, what are you doing for donations? Because he's back on the French donations team. He had Mm -hmm. not been part of it for a while. But uh, he said, yeah, they're going to test and figure that out. Um, I was kind of waiting to see if he would say, I mean, dude, we know for years, and it looks like André Adamo is going to win this title again. The KTM 250 in Europe, it's actually shocking. Like, it's maybe the most successful 250 team ever, what they do in Europe. And then it's probably KTN's biggest weakness in racing is the 250 racing in America. Yeah, really. It's very right? odd. Yep. Uh, so I was hoping to maybe get a little info for him on that. He made it sound like it wasn't that big a deal. Yep. I find that hard to believe. So we'll yep. see.
1: Kind of heard he's we'll, not. We'll
3: see what he's racing at donations. That'll tell the story.
1: I almost, I kind of heard some stuff last week about him and Baker's factory, and I haven't checked with my buddy Le Cobra. And yeah. I almost wonder if Vial breaks away from there, and I wonder if. La Cobra is involved. I don't. I didn't hear the La Cobra part. I'm putting it together based on French people, based on Marvin, right? Um, So I almost wonder. um, Yeah, Vial.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, I just I would just love to know the bike because it looks like a good season, but not great. Yeah. How much? How big a difference that bike is compared to what he was winning on? I'm
1: sure it's big. Um, Justin Cooper, thirteen-two on the day. Yeah, crashed in the first moto, got caught up in all of that, and then uh, yeah, it was way back thirteenth. So yeah, we didn't really get our we didn't really get our drama filled, which sucks for you guys on the TV side of things. Uh, Justin Cooper one one, you know, because he has to do it, and we all believe he can go one one on a track on a day like this, and then uh, and then watch Hunter Lawrence, you know, sort of see if he can do enough. I mean, I think it would have he would have had that happen, but that was the drama we were all hoping for. Unfortunately, Cooper was yeah thirty eighth. You know, early on in Moto Two or Moto One, sorry. So, yeah, did not yeah, really?
3: The irony is that's what held Hunter up, but Cooper was even yeah. further back, so that it was done. Yeah, because Cooper did that exact thing in Twenty One, right? He went one one at Hangtown, and that put some pressure on Jet, and then Jet crashed a ton. That's right, Jet. And crashed, it got yeah. way more. Yeah. it got way more dramatic than it probably should have been. Yep. But Cooper had no chance. But I want to get. Cooper gave up even in Moto Two. He got it. I think he only lost by two point one seconds. Like he. Race as hard as he possibly could down to the final moto. Mm-hmm. No chance of the overall. No chance of the title. Right, just to try to win that moto. Yeah. I thought that was cool.
1: I put his stats in my uh, in my column last week. Weege that you gave me. Amazing, amazing yeah, stats the for different podiums. Yeah.
3: to wins is just a crazy ratio. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um. All right, Rider D. Two hole shots. Yeah, nine six. So Rider D. Last two races. Last four motos of the year. Rider D. Um. You know. Got back to where he was, where, like, you're like, hey, he's a rookie. He went 9-6. He went uh, 8-7, whatever. Like, this is all good, you know? I mean, we're not basing him off uh, Hayden Deegan anymore. We'll race him when it's time. We're not doing that. Um, <laughs> Hayden's, you know, exceeded that. But this is good stuff. But I was, JT, uh, the the worry level for Ryder D was at a 75 uh, in middle of this year, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I just couldn't figure out why he kept going backwards. like oh, I, I know. Yeah. I have a hard time believing he doesn't train, you know? Like, he has yeah. really smart people around him, and he yep. has to know all the right things to do. But, man, he was unable to maintain the pace for long. So I I don't think this was, like, a huge win in what, you know, a step forward, yeah, this uh, is, which is what he really, is really needed.
1: Yeah, this is good, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so that was good. And especially
2: for the last race, like, to leave, yeah. that is, is nice.
1: And, and he did well at Bud's, too. Bud's was a little rebound, too, so that was good. Uh, Jalik Swole, 11-5. A lot of eleven fives for Jalik this year. 3-12, 11 uh, 3-8, you know, like a lot of that for Jalik. But there's something there. So now he's, he's going to triumph, right? Wait, is there any more about this? Oh, I,
2: thought he, I thought he signed with AEO.
1: Is no. Wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. Okay. AEO is, uh, I believe, it's uh, Ryder McNabb, Derek Kelly, and Hawkins. Oh, that's Hawkins. I'm yeah. sorry,
2: that was the other Husky guy. That's how yeah. I was getting that. Okay, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know what Julie's doing
1: then. What's well, only sure. Weej? If only we had someone on here who worked for a company that sponsored the team.
2: Well, I was the Husky guy. Yeah. I don't, I don't sponsor anybody go. but the Husky guys.
1: Yeah, well, Julie was yeah. a Husky guy, so that's what I'm saying. Like, do you, you know, do you know?
2: Well, I had the wrong Husky guys. What I'm telling you,
1: I know. Okay.
3: What what logos are you putting on his gear for next year? That's what we're asking. I wasn't. We weren't putting either of them on. That was what <laughs> I knew.
1: Um, Max Follen, uh, eight eight, yeah, eight eight for Max. That's that's it. Um, nice, clever, clever line he used out there too, in the second moto. Clever, clever inside line. Oh, yes. He did
3: get penalized for that.
1: Though. Oh, we did. Oh, okay. I didn't see that in the post race sheet. Maybe I missed it. Okay.
3: Yeah, somebody said, I don't know, uh, because that was a course cut, not a red cross violation, so that is different. Uh, Let's see how I can unpack all that. But, yeah, I know what you're getting at. The podium never happened. He somehow still got close every week, all year, just like in the past, Mm -hmm. and it never still doesn't have a podium.
1: And we don't know what he's doing next year either, right? Um, Yeah. Chances that Roger spoke to him the last three or four races? Zero? (laughs) 10%?
3: He's kind of in that Roger zone right now.
1: <laughs> I think yeah.
3: he I think he goes to press circuit, I really do.
1: You do? Okay.
3: Yep. I, I hope so. Uh
1: Great. what what happened to the ham? What happened to ham sandwich in second moto?
2: Who's ham sandwich?
1: Hammaker. <laughs> who who, Hamaker. Do th- who do you think would be ham sandwich?
3: We just laughing when you said his name. I didn't hear it. Sorry.
1: Hammaker. Um the maker of he's ham. He's
3: upset that ham sandwich didn't immediately come to mind. Yeah, I don't even know that I've heard him say that.
1: Yeah, he's a ham uh, maker. He's making ham.
2: <laughs> what does that have to do with ham sandwich?
1: I don't know, JT.
2: Okay, well, I, this is—I mean, you, sometimes you dismiss. Like, it's okay to, to your names to not catch on.
1: It's what okay. happened to it's Seth okay. Hamaker's second moto? I believe he was. Up- I don't know. Okay. I go. don't.
2: I was in a championship vortex of what? preparation, so I don't—I don't know what oh. happened to Hamaker. I'm not
1: very sure.
3: Well, I have a Cali PR second moto. You ready? Yeah. Handmaker made minor mistakes throughout the moto, finishing twelfth. So there you go.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Minor mistakes. There great. Uh, Styles Robertson twelve eleven. Uh, Forkner misses the playoffs. Oh no, he's in. Never mind, he's in because he finished one position out, and they'll grab him. Four thirty-five. But he's gonna
2: have to go to the LCQs. Which
1: Yeah, yeah. No, he was never. Either way, way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's not um, gonna be like the easiest thing in the world. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I I wrote this in my column last uh, week, JT. I'm sure you read it, but uh, um, Forkner could win the damn thing. Maybe not, but the
3: 25 point he starts 25 points.
2: No, five.
1: I just meant a race. Sorry, I meant a race. Oh yeah, could win a race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna be yeah.
2: hard because he's gonna you know he's gonna be coming out of the LCQ, which is gonna give him yeah a bad gate pick for yeah. the main event,
1: right? Um, so I didn't see the so. second moto crash, but I my like, i think at the race or somewhere, people were saying it was nasty. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't great. Same, thing, just, like, same body as what? Flopped. Same as what Dylan did, right? Somebody told me.
2: Uh, di- different. Oh, like, okay. Dylan was on the outside, yeah, and like Dylan lost traction and then high sided. Mm-hmm. Um, Forkner was on the inside and like went over the bars and then just body flopped onto okay. the bump. All right. Yeah. So up fourth Same in, section, but diff- yeah. different crashes. Fourth
1: in the first moto, though. Good job. That's a, that's good. Yeah. Pretty good all day. It wasn't yeah. that. Daxon Bennett twenty seven, Pierce Brown seventeen ten. Pierce Brown makes a lot of mistakes. <sighs> um there he goes. Dylan Schwartz yeah.
3: Bennett was also in that first yeah. term pile up with uh, Cooper and Kitchen in the first moto. That's why I got the twenty seventh.
1: Kitchens okay. Kitchens fine. Second moto.
3: I didn't hear anything, so yeah. I'm guessing
1: so. Right. I don't think I think Kitch can't wait to get over to Mitch Payton. I think he can't wait. Qualified, really? yeah. Qualified fastest though, by the way. He did. Yeah, good job for Kitsch.
2: He was ripping in that first qualifying session. I mean, absolutely ripping.
1: Yeah, dude, he's cooking it up. JT, I
2: was watching with uh, Lucas Myrtle and a few other people in the tower, and we were all just like watching him. He was just so good. You know, you wonder when you watch him ride like that. You're like, how is he not winning all the time? That's literally all I could think yeah. about. I was like, how is this guy not winning a lot?
1: Uh, 2024 might be the year of the kitch. Maybe. Yep. yep. Uh, Hawkins, Kilroy, Derek Kelly, Talviku. Anybody got anything? Let me know. Bomar, 1538. Uh, Phineas, home track, yeah. 2120 for Phineas at his home yeah, track. I thought he'd be
2: better. I really did. I thought he'd be better. Yep. But Cochran really wasn't great either.
1: Cochran, so. 2839. So it didn't even crash out a second motor or didn't start. But,
2: like, he just what Cochrane really wasn't good right. at all, like, over the two races. Like, there was just nothing there. I don't know. I don't know what to yeah. make of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you look at – I mean, Weege is the amateur motocross expert on this call, but – Oh, yeah. But, I mean, Cochran, when you compare him to Bomar and and uh, Bennick, didn't really shine. I mean, it's – you know.
3: No, he didn't, but he was – you know, he raced B-class there, and it's it is one of those things where you see him – being probably the fastest rider in his motos and you mm-hmm. think this guy's unbelievably dominant but he's racing, he's not racing against them and, you know, that's the forever question in this sport, right. you know, everybody you know, you can go to your local race and the dude who's dominating, I mean I've, trust me, I've seen Barry Karsten, you know get sideways over a tabletop at English Town and everybody think he's the best rider in the world which I agree with, mm-hmm. but but the results didn't show it when yeah. he raced other guys.
1: Except in 91 uh, at the East West, yeah
3: 90, 90,
1: sorry, yeah
3: yep. Yeah, so I'm just saying he was very good at Loretta's, but it was he was not racing against Bommier or Bennett, so maybe this is actually where he naturally slots in. He he was a B rider and they were A riders.
1: It still continues the the 250 Austrian 250 MX because they can't really they can't claim RJ right and they can't claim Osborne. So the kids just there's been a lot of them.
3: I know. Yep. I know. Like yep. I said, it is. Their greatest strength is MX two two hundred and fifty motocross in Europe, and their no. greatest weakness is two hundred and fifty motocross in America.
1: Because Pierce Brown jury's still out for sure, right? I mean, good kid, good rider, but can't really make gains. And Max has been probably the the has Max been the best two hundred and fifty Austrian rider? Am I missing somebody? Like I'm not counting Osborne and RJ, obviously for for obvious yeah, reasons. You take I mean, them kids, out, But I right. mean,
3: you had Jordan Bailey. I mean, it just goes on and on.
1: Yeah, Drake. Uh,
3: jalik has been okay. Yeah, Drake. Right. has been tough. It has not been a, a no. high success rate. No. no. Moseman Nell, no. that's uh, that's not going uh, Markov the way it looked like it was gonna.
1: Who? JT? Max Markov. I don't know who that is.
3: We Well there you
1: go. Uh
2: <laughs> but it's a, just another it's another rider that didn't it didn't pan out. Um, they were on the program
3: and didn't pan out. I'll yeah. tell you he was on the program. Hayden Deegan and Daxton Bennick were on the program.
1: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah, they were absolutely. Uh, Jack Osborne. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Osborne counts cuz he failed and then went back to Europe and then came over, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's been it's it's definitely one of the weirdest things ever because you look at uh you look at the Baker's Factory success and you look at what they're doing and the bikes are good, you know. I just talked to a yeah. 97. Yeah. I talked to the I'm not going to give away names, but I talked to a rider that won the 97 125 East title a couple days oh. ago. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, okay. Nobody will get
1: that. Yep. And he told me that KTM is the best stock 250F. And he would know because his damn kid's ridden every one of them. (laughs) So he told me KTM's the best bike stock. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, I just went with This is also a
2: person who has very um, interesting takes at times. This is
1: also true. Absolutely. So maybe maybe we just chalk that up into another one of his interesting takes. Doesn't mean it can't be true. Right. We
2: just have to qualify that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, All right. Anything else about Ironman? We're on to Charlotte.
3: Yeah, we get a party at my house. What are we doing?
2: Steve, are you going? Are you going to go to the race?
1: Stop it. Stop it. There's a live show at 10 Cycles Friday night, everybody. It's free. Wygant's favorite price. It's free. That's
2: cool. It's it's a bummer that I don't think Weege and I will be able to go. Myself, uh, Daniel
1: Blair, Justin Brayton, Phil Nicoletti. Maybe these two losers on the phone if they can make it. Uh, I don't think we're
2: gonna make it. Should be, I, I would, I'd like to go. I should be fun. I can.
1: Yep, live show, everybody at uh, Ten Cycles Friday night. Check it out. Uh, uh, that should be fun. Uh, maybe we'll have the flying taco. Wage.
3: Oh, you gotta have the flying taco. I mean, all the local legends. Get Travis Beam, <laughs> flying taco. Okay. Get all the local legends. Just, just, ha- just put Phil and say you're in charge of booking guests.
1: Okay. All right. Fantastic. And yeah. He'll bring
3: out all his characters. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, yeah, I will be there. Um, so at Charlotte, and I'll be there in Chicago Coliseum, I'm looking forward to camping there I heard there was camping at these SMX races I'll be camping right outside oh, yeah. the Coliseum Take right hey, a whole
2: weekend out of
1: it Yep, right there, I'll be right out there on Crenshaw camping. Are you going
2: to be joining us at uh, Motocross of Nations? Because I think
3: we, Drew, you're in? Are you going? I'm in, man I oh, booked yeah. a flight last night What? Was... Yeah, man You're in? I'm in
1: This is your first overseas destinations ever?
3: Yeah, well, I ran into the buzzsaw that is finding out that my kids had a four day weekend that weekend, and then my wife started getting very, very excited, and then I was at the point of no return at that point. And uh, we don't even know if Team USA is going to be there, but I will be
1: with the family.
3: Well, we'll see how that goes. Oh, I don't know okay. He's coming to the
1: race. Okay. Yes,
3: my wife is very afraid uh, that if I bring my son to the race, he's going to be uh, abducted. Yeah. Um, and I tried to remind her that. Um, dads have brought kids to sporting events. It's kind of not really a new thing. It's uh-huh. kind of like what events are built on. Like, he would not You're be the first. Time? Yeah, I mean, he's going to turn nine um, in two weeks. I'm like, I don't think, I feel like nine-year-olds going to sporting events with their dads It's an idea that has been tried before successfully. To be fair um,
1: to her, though, Taken did take place in France. The movie Taken.
3: Oh, that's what, well. Only actually, the first one.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> she is, uh, well, she'll be with my daughter. Maybe she has more to worry about uh, than I do. Um, but I will say my wife has a point. She's like, well, I went to boat across the nations. Once I went to Bud's Creek with you, that was not a very child-friendly environment. Touche. Are you going to be wandering around in the crowd? I'm like, uh, yes. What, What was going on at midnight Friday and Saturday night at Bud's Creek? It's probably not for nine-year-olds. That is. No, great. you're
2: going to be in the pits. You're going to be in
3: guarded areas. Oh, to be to I to say. No, no,
1: now, I may have to. I'm like
3: a... regular fans. Just buy tickets and go. I have access to like any place we want to go. I'm sure we will be fine.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm in. I think, but now that I hear Weege is in, maybe I got to rethink this. I don't know. Oh, jeez.
3: Yeah, we got an Airbnb uh, with Davey, Tom, uh, Kellen, myself. It's going to be good times. And your family. We'll see. We'll oh. see what combination. Maybe I leave them behind in Paris. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. All right. Look, I put three
3: yep. and a half hours into the flight booking yesterday, because, of course, I could have in five minutes just booked it, but that's very expensive. So, the, I mean, I have the amount of paperwork I have on my desk right now is scratching out notes.
1: But don't you, you do just ways, don't you just no. book with American?
3: Yeah, but there's ways to game the system, and I'll tell you just how complicated this is. Holy the flights shit. from Here JFK in New York to Paris are super cheap. I actually booked a round-trip JFK to Paris and back, and then another round trip home to JFK and back, which was somehow cheaper than doing it in one giant round trip. I have no idea why, but it saved me literally $500.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess I get it. I usually would laugh at your cheap ways, but I, yeah, yeah, that's kind of clever. I would never do that. I would never look. Neither would JT. But um,
3: three and a half hours, 10 o'clock to one thirty in the morning last night, I was scratching out notes and running through scenarios.
1: Holy shit. Yep. Wow.
3: Yep. I don't know why. I, I mean, there's never really too much rhyme or reason to flight prices. The stuff makes no
1: No, and then now I read a little while ago that they have cookies on their websites that if they know if you're looking for a certain flight for your search stuff, and they know that you must need to go there, and they slowly raise the price on you the more you check.
3: Yeah, that was always my wife's suspicion. She's always like you gotta stop doing that, they're yeah. on to
1: you. They 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 um, know they know that your yep. your computer has checked this, you know, going to Paris yep. multiple times and they will keep yep. raising the rate on you. Unbelievable. JT, did, did you hear about that?
2: Once, oh okay. uh, I've heard this, but only if it was in mass numbers. Like if they sensed that there was an event or something going on mm-hmm. that they would do that, but not in very small, like okay. targeted way. Alright, maybe, I, maybe I, I could be wrong, but that yeah. was what I was I All read right. that. All right. That's never happened to me. I mean, in three hours of searching, the prices stayed the same. It's more like chasing, like, if a convention got scheduled and they just saw all this demand, they would ramp it up.
1: Okay, well, maybe that's it, yeah.
3: I did hear the reason why uh, flights are the opposite of everything else, where the prices go up, you know, last minute, fire sale those seats uh, last minute. Why do they not do that? Because the theory is um, the people that book super late are probably business people that have to be there no matter what, and they're Mm -hmm. not even paying for it. So they're willing to take the the money there and leave a couple seats empty Yeah, well, flip the script.
1: Listen boys uh, speaking of flying, went to flew to England this weekend, you guys missed a hell of an event I suggest both of you uh, miss the last round of the Nationals next year and come okay. on over with me to the UK
3: Okay, so just not work.
1: Yeah, it's a good time man. Team USA though didn't bring it home JT they were defending champions um, didn't really come close this year. This was a uh I don't know if this was a matterly type of year for Team USA over there. Uh, maybe not that bad. But um, let's say it was um – let's say it was a uh, uh, – um, what the hell is Latvia, JT? Uh, what, what track is that? What do I, what, why am I blanking? Kegums. Kegums. This is a Kegums type of year for USA where they were like just never in it, just kind of there.
2: I mean – Switching Kiefer for RV is, is a tough one, right? Like no, that's, that's not switch. what happened.
1: No, no, that wasn't oh, Okay, it. No. I, I don't know. I don't
2: know anything about this event.
1: No, the, they switched out. So it was, it was a Brownie, Osborne, and RV last year. And, okay. they, and RV said it was way too serious, and he was scared. Not scared, I guess isn't the right word, but he did not want to send it yeah. like, like he had to. So they, yeah. were, they took in Bowers. Bowers was the third member of the team. Okay. Uh, Still a tough switch. Yeah, and so uh yeah, but this Osborne's uh, Osborne got better as the weekend went on, arm pumping the first moto. Brownie was never happy with his bikes. It got so bad that the guys are like Kiefer. So Tommy Searle and Brownie had the same bike, apparently, built by our buddy Wobbs, right? You guys know Wobbs, he's awesome. And Brownie was convinced his bike was garbage, and Searle was crushing it up front, and this caused some issues, and it got bad enough for like, Kiefer go ride Brownie's bike in the field over there and go ride Searle's bike in the field over there. Tell us what you think. Cause Kiefer's like a Mike Brown whisperer a little bit, right? They're buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. So Kiefer rode him and was like, well, the jetting's off on Brownie's bike and maybe the gearing that the gearing that the white, by the way that Mike chose, um, but they're basically the same bikes. So then that, that was better, and then Brownie did some switches, and he got better as it went on. But Brownie had a rough weekend. Um, Kiefer had a rough weekend. Kiefer was scheduled to race eight motos, uh, four motos a day, two different bikes. And uh, because it's uh, 30-year-old motorcycles, he ended up racing three out of his eight motos. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, they just thr- didn't run? His throttle stuck on the 250. The slide broke. Whoever heard of a carburetor oh. slide breaking? His throttle stuck. He sent it, like he says, like Doug Henry. I beg to differ. Um, And then his bike, you know, his throttle stuck. He threw it down. He crashed. And then the bike seized because it was wide open. Um, So that that bike was done. The 125, uh, he had uh, an issue with the water in the spark plug cap. And then he had an issue with the front brake because the guy hit him. guy crashed and crashed into him. So Kiefer had a rough weekend. We were laughing. Uh, Catch the fever, vintage racing. So
3: what is the okay? So he, Kiefer was riding, but he was not part of Team USA. Yeah,
1: there's a trophy race, right? And that's the t- that's the trophy race with three different people from the from countries, each country. Oh, uh, okay. but there's also so like other guys race. There's other the there's eight other classes for vintage bikes. Oh, okay. So Bobbershev was there on a CR500. He won oh. the overall out of the four motos. Uh Tommy won a moto. Um, Elliot Banks Brown won one, but yeah. And you can ride any size of bike. So you can, there's 500s out there with 125s and the trophy race and whatever. So, Wow. Bowers was on a KX500 with a stock suspension when he showed up. And he was hitting the jump so hard that the, uh, the foot pegs bent. The foot peg <laughs> pins bent. <laughs> oh,
2: God.
1: But RV was there. He's a man of the people. Signing babies. Uh, he tattooed a guy's thigh. And that guy was going to go get tattooed. The signature on his thigh.
3: Oh, um, he's there hanging out.
1: Yeah, he was there hanging out. Yeah. Oh, okay. He loved it. I see. He was selling his replica jerseys for hundred uh, pounds at the uh, the concessions. So he was rubbing his hands together. Yes, he was monitoring that and counting the money coming in from that. Uh, we did oh, two, that's we great. did we did two live pulp shows. That was really fun. I talked to Dave Thorpe for probably thirty minutes to an hour, just me and Dave Thorpe. That was awesome. Good guys. Duboc there too. Oh, Doug's 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 been there eleven years in a row.
3: Of course he
1: has. Yes. Of course he has. Yes. Doug went from a vintage race in France straight to this race, and then he was in Italy for a vintage race three weeks ago also. Doug's a professional vintage racer.
3: Of course he is. Yeah. yeah. It's Doug Dubach. Yeah, what Doug does.
1: And also Doug, uh, Doug's bike, I was ragging on him for this. He hit the gate uh, off the start, which I'm like, wait, hold on. You're the greatest professional starter we've ever seen. And you hit the gate. And, and, but he blamed, he blamed it on his clutch, creeping, which probably was true.
3: Were there any bikes that didn't have problems?
1: Very few, I think. Okay. <laughs> At one point, I guess Banks's, Banks Brown's steering stem broke, and the front tire went straight into the pipe.
3: <laughs> Catch the fever?
1: I, Keith Johnson didn't race one of his last motos, and I'm like, hey, KJ. What happened? Why didn't you race? You DNF. He's like, I just want to survive the weekend, man. (laughs) (laughs) Dubox bars fell straight onto his lap off of a jump (laughs) while his clutch was creeping.
3: (laughs) I feel like vintage racing needs to have vintage coverage. No videos, just photos. Yeah. Because it looks awesome. The bikes look amazing in pictures. You yeah. probably don't want to see how it actually turns out. These guys, are, yeah,
1: these guys are sending it on 30-year-old bikes. You know, they're massive hails on Fox Hills. This is what this nation's was in 98. Massive yep. hails. And these guys are throwing these 30-year-old bikes down the hills. Like just, yeah, crazy. So it's serious business over there. Like they said they got more people at this race than they – they said they had three times the people at this race that they would have for British MXGP, spectator-wise. Huh. It's huge. It's massive. Uh Dave King and uh Wobbles printing money. Doing a good job. People love this stuff. I saw so many cool bikes over there. It was awesome to be there. So it's really cool. And
3: you, so you had fun.
1: I had fun. I wish I would have raced. I was supposed to race. Got a little arm issue going on. You know?
3: Um I did for the best.
1: Well, maybe. I I'm not exactly pushing the bike that hard, but yeah. Okay. Uh but yeah, I was I just hung out. It was great. It was a really good time. Everyone was uh it was pretty cool. Keith Johnson, Dubach, Kiefer, RV, Osborne, Brownie, Bowers. I think that's it. i may be missing a couple that but and then and then like Tommy Searle and Bobashev and Ali Banks Brown and Mal Polcock and um yeah, Jake Nichols, all these guys. So good time.
3: Yeah, sounds like I got an event. I mean I would go, but I'm not missing work to do it. <laughs>
1: All right. Spending
3: all my money to go to donations this year.
1: Yeah, really? Right. With, Jesus. with three other people. four, four tickets. Four, uh, this is going to be like an Australian thing. We're going to hear about this for months.
3: I don't know where she gets this, but my wife said, she's like, is this going to be like when we we're in New Zealand and Australia and you were just mad about money the whole time?
1: Yes, it will be. Yeah. Where does
3: absolutely. she get this? I'm, yeah. Where does she come up with this?
1: I don't know, JT. We heard about Australia for like, what, three months? But the price of coffee, the price of everything.
2: Yeah, I mean it's. uh I, I'll never understand Weech because he'll go he'll go big on these trips, and then the rest of the time it's it's uh, zero dollars spent
3: at all times. So quite the dichotomy. Well, you spend there. all the money on plane tickets. You got to make it back by not spending it on anything else while you're over there.
1: That's mm-hmm. how you do it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, sounds good, boys. uh So we are going to do an SMX preview video show coming up soon. Right. uh yep, That'll
3: yep. be on RaceRex YouTube. RaceRex yeah, YouTube make this
1: I, I don't really know, I don't really know what we're gonna talk about like it's kind of like hey like Jet Lawrence is gonna be good and Chase is gonna be good like it's just SMX like I don't know I really, like the tracks are just gonna be like Monster Cup or I don't know like whatever I guess but like what's gonna change you know we're gonna preview it but
3: YouTube Nation sometime Nation is the best
1: okay all right you know what there'll I'm be sa- a comment
3: in there saying wait what I didn't even hear about these races <laughs>
1: You know what I mean, JT? Like, You can get the preview for Supercross because it's the beginning of a new year, and you can get the preview for Motocross because it's like Motocross. It's different. But uh-huh. I don't know if I'll put a preview for SMX. Like, I, 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 I got to come up with some original takes. I don't know.
2: Well, your takes are uh, contrived, typically. Um, not usually what you really think. So take that for what
1: you will. That That so. is that is BS. That is not true. It uh, is. No, it's not. Um, Ooh. So I got to come up with some some new takes, yeah.
2: I guess you know what it is? See, when you have to come up with them, that's proving my point.
1: I got no. I got to think about. It. I don't got. I got to think about some new takes. Um, I guess the Crash cool thing then. is, is t- in the 250 class. This is literally three weeks of east west shootouts, which are always fun. I don't know. Yeah, that's
3: true. that's right. Yeah, that's
2: true. Right. Yep. And we get Justin Cooper back on the 250 yep. Supercross. I haven't seen that in a couple of years.
1: Yeah. And then we have uh, no whoops. So.
2: What actually yeah, impressed that, me- that, that, that one still okay. blows my mind. No, no, I just, the track map would tell me otherwise, but apparently that's the, the, that's the thing, so.
3: What uh, what impressed me was, uh, you know, this is all exciting in some ways, but I was expecting, if you had told me in January, what are the riders going to be saying about this come Iron Man in August? I'd be like, half of them be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to do this. But they all seem pumped. They seem surprisingly pumped, maybe because it's different and fresh and new, and obviously there's a ton of money, but um, the vibe was high. At Iron Man for these, which I wouldn't have predicted, just because obviously this is a grind of a season. I'm surprised how pumped the dudes are. Maybe just go for the money, which is fine. That's a good reason to get pumped. But I think also just because of the great unknown, which, um, you know, that can go either way. Like, we've, we've, I don't know what's going on, so I'm not into it. But instead, it's like, I don't know what's going on. This is going to be awesome. Seems to be the overall vibe.
1: Well, check, cash that check, Weege. I guess you you just did your part on this review show. so.
3: Hey, I can't put words into the mouth of dudes at press conference. I mean, somebody go on YouTube right now and listen to Sexton and Plessiger at the press conference. They are stoked.
1: I, I think uh, I agree with you. I'm kidding, but the money is, I think, what these guys are lo- loving, and that's fine. Yeah, no problem.
3: That's fine. Yeah, well
2: yeah.
1: The money's there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, that's been the review show. Uh, Fly racing, Racer X, uh, Ironman review show slash uh, Vet MXDN, uh, JT Weege and I will be there next year to uh, to cover it. A um, lot of lot of questions about where you two were. So um, the UK fans oh. demand you guys there. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yep. Did they not know that the finale was on this week?
1: I just figured they figured that if I was there, you guys would be there. I also met a couple of huge Phil fans. Unbelievable Phil fans. So <laughs> Brits? Okay. Brits. Brits. Just They said he's mega. He's a legend. All of this. So.
3: Battling for podiums?
1: <laughs> yeah, JT. I met a guy that said, and this guy was awesome. He was great. If he's listening to this, uh, I, I'm sorry to make fun of you. He said, um, like, if social media was around – not around. If social media was more prevalent when Phil was battling for podiums, he'd be a bigger star.
2: I love he it. He did battle for a podium once.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this guy said yep. podiums, and then we were really loving this on one of our gr- other group texts. Really <laughs> loving this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He. If social media was more prevalent when Phil was battling for podiums. I don't recall. I recall one podium from Phil at Glen Helen and then one in the mud. And that's all. Oh, it
2: feels all. like you're shitting on Phil. Oh, here we go. All right. Shitting on Jet to open the show. Shitting on Phil to end it. Yeah,
1: well, you guys shit on, on Timmy. So <laughs> take, take that. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. JT, Weech. Thanks, boys. See ya.
3: See ya.